0: on episode number 14 of Tell Me Your Tales. Thanks for tuning in for another week. Uh, this week's... I'm going to release two episodes this week, but in uh, this week's show, I'm going to do a bit of a two-parter. I thought it'd be a great opportunity to, to catch up with Brett Sands, who is the event director for Parkrun at Chukamoama, which is launching this Saturday. So I thought it was a really good opportunity to give Parkrun a bit of a plug Um Get a bit of publicity out there for those guys. And um, it's something I've had a tiny bit to do with uh, getting off the ground and really looking forward to it this week. So, thought I'd do a quick 20 minute interview with Brett and kind of talk about all things parkrun and Chukumoama. Even if you're not from a Chukamoama, I still think you'll get a lot out of this uh, chat today, which, uh, which is good. Really grateful for Brett to give up a bit of time and come over and talk me through all things parkrun which is just an amazing look. Parkrun's obviously doing some amazing things for running and community, so um, I was more than happy to throw my support around at this Parkrun interview. The second part of this week's shorter show is a chat that I had with Andy Allison. Now, Andy's an elite runner based down in Hobart at the moment, and um, we discussed Nike's to our project, which is also going on this weekend so um andy's someone i really value his opinion about all things running he works in a running store he knows a lot about um the running world so i thought it was also a great opportunity to just have a 20 minute chat about this sub 2 uh nike project that's going on this weekend and yeah if it's either of those kind of stories or something that interests you this weekend Uh, I think you'll get a lot of value out of that conversation as well. I must admit that Brett and Andy are both upcoming interviews for the next couple of weeks, so um, Brett, for people that don't know, is more than just the parkrun director, is a world champion barefoot skier from back in the day, and um, a massive community man, So and um, as I said, Andy's an elite athlete as well, so I think you'll get a lot out of both of their episodes in coming weeks, but... As I said, it's something a bit different this week and I really wanted to capitalise on the opportunity to have a chat about these two awesome running things that are going on. I will release a conversational Tell Me Your Tales also this week. It's going to be with Ken Green, um, the Sydney Running Academy head coach, uh, pretty elite coach, coached some guys to some amazing times and um, that should drop over the weekend. So here we go. We have this week's first... First show of Tell Me Your Tales, episode 14, Brett Sands and Andy Allison. Sitting here with uh, Brett Sands, who's the event director of Park Run at Chuka which is starting in uh, Chuka Moama, obviously, this weekend.
1: Oh, only a couple of sleeps to go, oh. Brady. We're getting a bit towy. It's been uh, yeah, it's a pretty big build-up and yeah, look at, really looking forward to this Saturday morning.
0: Yeah, it should be good. Let's, uh, let's go back to the start. So this is going to go out as a bit of a snippet just before the launch this week to kind of get people excited and engaged and give them some bit more information about it. But do you want to maybe tell the listeners what exactly is Park Run?
1: Yeah, Park Run's a community event. Um, yeah, run by, uh, you know, people within the community. And it's a timed five kilometre uh, walk slash run. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I've been to a couple now, one in Shepparton and one in um, Altona Beach. So, yeah, it just, it's a great thing.
0: Week in, week out, 8 a.m. Saturday 8 a... morning, does not matter.
1: Saturday morning, 8 a.m., in a in chuka so yeah every without fail
0: which that's why it's convenient isn't it like people know that it's there um, and really like it's like a fun run like you're getting yeah. a fun run event every Saturday morning at the same spot in town
1: exactly so you don't really have to think too much about it I guess if you're you know you just know it's gonna be on so you you can you know work you don't really have to work around it. it's just gonna be there one week you're home one week you're not doesn't matter if you don't turn up it's one of those things it's yeah perfect perfect timing
0: someone will always be there putting it on which would be good um, why are we starting it in a Chukamal Hammer?
1: Well, I think it's a bit of your fault, Brady. No, I don't
0: think it is. You've done way more organising
1: than I have. Yeah, but um, that, that trip over to Shep last year, I didn't really actually, to be honest, I've been inv- involved in um, a fair few sports in my life and a bit of running and triathlon and stuff like that. And um, last year, you know, you said I'm going over to Park Run in Shepherd. And I'm like, well, yeah, what the hell's Park Run? So myself, yourself, Anthony Farrant, and um, Steve Gray jumped in another car and over we went. And That's
0: right, yeah.
1: We went Freezing
0: cold morning.
1: Freezing cold morning, foggy. Um, went over there and yeah, awesome. You know, hundred 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 odd people ripping around uh, Victoria Park Lake over there in Chep And I think the conversation on the way home between the three of us is like, this has just got to happen in Chuka Moama. Like it's a great community and it's, I think it just sort of built from there and off we went, you know.
0: Yeah. I remember going over 12, I've only done maybe three or four of them before. And went over 12 months before that to us to, um, remember it was the week for Gold Coast Half Marathon. Just yeah. had a hard 5K hit out. And I remember writing a blog on it for the RIV, like, why the heck don't doesn't a Maloma have a park run? But it's probably, I don't know, at the time it would have been hard to push it then. Like, we're talking two, two and a half yeah. years ago. We probably wouldn't have had the following, and park run probably wasn't established as much as it is, as it is now. So, um, yeah, it's so good it's coming to town. And I think it was a bit of that driving back in the car our egos probably got a bit you know on top of it as well like well Shep can do it Kahuna's doing it Cobram's doing it Bendigo's doing it like yeah why can't we do it
1: absolutely mate yeah it was yeah it was good good convo and um, here we are sort of eight or nine months later we've had some great support and uh, we're really close to kicking it off and yeah it's fantastic
0: maybe tell the listeners about the process so you come up with the idea you want to start it off and then how's it come from there
1: yeah so what happens then is you sort of you, you, you contact park run and they give you a bit of a um series of processes you've got to go through uh one of the ones is we needed to get a bit of funding um obviously through some community grants or local government support um that happens um obviously one of the first thing we had to do is the course you know get a, get a really good spot where it's you know nice and safe not much passing traffic um, and stuff like that. So that process happened, that got ticked off pretty easy. Uh, the funding took a little bit of time just for the timing of the grants here in town. Uh, wasn't um, super perfect. We would have loved this thing to happen kind of last November, but I think in hindsight now, I think this is a really good time for it to happen. Um, you know, and then obviously we got, you know, three or four of us together as a little committee to do all the, you know, bits and bobs here and there. And um, yeah, ticked a few boxes, filled out a few forms and all of a sudden, it gets real all of a sudden, you know, websites, Facebook pages and yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's pretty cool. The
0: process rolls on pretty quick, doesn't it? That, it does. And um, even those little practices, like they've been good just to have a look what it's about and practice the roles and yeah. our numbers have been pretty good. Do you want to maybe talk about that for a second?
1: Yeah, so we had a couple of trial ones, one at the start of April and one at the end and obviously through Facebook and stuff, we just sort of you know did our own um, media marketing just to get people along. And the first one we had oh, 55, I think, at the first one. Um, and a heap of people wanting to put their hand up to volunteer, uh, went really, really well. Lou Bray, the uh, territory coordinator, director for, um, for a she's from Bendigo, she came over and sort of ticked it off and said that was awesome. And then a month later, just last weekend, we had, um, I think it was about 67 turn up. So yeah. who knows what's going to happen at this launch this weekend. I think it's going to be a little <laughs> bit bigger than what we first anticipated.
0: Well, we've kind of had the warning not to pump up the launch too much, but I think we've uh, probably backed ourselves. We're yeah. good at putting on events and Yeah. yeah. Where We've got the right people in in the know to be able to do it successfully and enough volunteers. So um, let's go back to the course, though. Starting at Ogilvy Ave, Lions Park.
1: Yeah, Lions Park, which that track's probably used by people who, you know, walk a fair bit on that side of town and then a few of us guys who have a bit of, bit of run training and stuff sort of wiggle our way across the bridge and end up on that Campaspe track. It's pretty flat. There's a couple of nice flat, um, you know, flat, fast spots on it. Um, wiggles its way along the Campaspe River, basically, between... Uh, The compaspe esplanade bridge there on ogilvy avenue and the warren street bridge um yeah so it's a great little course um well covered with trees so you know i mean in the summertime, you're going to get nice protection it's it's got a bit of character the course i reckon the few people from out of town that have come along um, we've had some people from shepp and kahuna in the trials and they're like we really like that course it's a bit different it's nice
0: yeah and i think it's really um to dumb it down a bit it's almost for people who aren't into running or sport in general if you come along and walk at it or just jog at it it's how how long does it take you to get to warren Street and back like it's pretty yeah you know what i mean it's no kind of thinking about where's the course going to go like yeah. you've got the bit of the hill at 4k when yeah. you come back up the track there yeah. but other than that it's pretty simple and there's nothing to worry about in the course and it's um i could see people rocking up and being well it took me 57 minutes to get to warren Street and back and the next week it took me 56 and a half yeah. minutes and that's you know, I think for the general punters out there, not the guys who are trying to run it in, you know, eighteen minutes yep. or seventeen minutes, they're the ones who are going to really get some stuff out of it.
1: Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon those ones who are saying, "Oh, I've heard a few conversations and a few comments on Facebook on a few of the posts," we had like, "Ah, oh, we'll just walk it. We'll just walk it every week." And I'm just thinking to myself, "Yeah." And then in a month's time, you're doing a walk, shuffle, jog. Mm. All of a sudden, you've you know, you high five and mm. us at the finish line in two months' time. You've just run the whole thing. Yeah, might have taken you forty yeah. minutes, but. Yeah, I can just sort of, you can see the conversation building up and I'm like, we're all a bit more competitive than we might, uh, what we might think.
0: The social impact it's going to have, I think I put a picture of of it on Instagram or something the other day. Like,
1: you're going to talk to
0: people in three years time who are going to be like, oh, I remember I started walking park run. It took yeah. me 60 minutes and then we ran, you know, the second K to the third K yeah. for a month and then all of a sudden there's going to be, someone's going to sign up for Run for the Kids and do 15K down there because they got into exercising at Park Run three years ago. Like it's um, it's going to do, even talking to Jason Russell when I had him on the podcast, like we spoke about the health of Compassby Shire. Um, This is a massive initiative that, you know, being backed by Compassby Shire with the funding, but it's going to make massive difference to the health and wellbeing of people in our community for sure.
1: Absolutely, mate. You know, and the goal is, is to get people who maybe don't, do too much to do more. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, in three or four years' time, there's some 16-year-old kid, like, challenging yourself, maybe, you know, in mm. the steam versus sweat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. going, right, Geez, there's this young kid coming through and, you know what I mean? So there's, there's yeah, there's a heap of different ways you can look at it but um obviously it's really positive and healthy and great for our community mate for sure there's
0: gonna be some really good battles as well like even just talking to carly she wants to break 24 minutes this week and benny you know he's ran 21.00 like there's gonna be a whole lot of guys rock and girls rocking up each week that just want to better themselves and you know if someone else is going that pace you sit with them and have a little race with them week in week out which is gonna strengthen community because they'll be talking to each other for 10 minutes after the race and yeah well after the run we've got to not call it a race which it isn't so um yeah it's gonna be pretty good yeah definitely Um, what about the volunteer kind of aspect of it you want to unpack that for a minute
1: yeah volunteers obviously um you know we've got our core sort of group of four or five people that have sort of put this thing together but in the end it's a community event and it needs to be basically ran by the community so obviously if we don't get volunteers it's going to be the same people who do it each week and that that might have a lifespan um the initial indication is that there's plenty of people that are willing to help you know what i mean just say we get 100 park runners every week and you know and you've got maybe 50 or 60 core core runners that come every week you know they might have done if to volunteer two or three times a year you know so yeah. it's so there's all different jobs you know you've got someone on the finish line you know timekeeping someone out handing out the tokens you finish a token someone on a bar barcode scanning machine It's all pretty straightforward, really easy to use, pretty much, um, apart probably from the run director role, who basically does all the lead up the week before, I think any of the volunteers' roles that people see on Facebook um, here and there, I think you could pretty much turn up on the day, and it'd be a quick five-minute explanation, and you'd be able to do any of the roles that are there. It's it's pretty easy and straightforward. It's fun. I'm just um,
0: opening it now just to see the different roles, but it's, yeah, it's pretty... um pretty simple i know i did the introduction the other week and it was pretty much read from a script that every park run in, a, in probably the world all reading from the same script so it's all kind of done for you the scanning stuff's really really easy there's a photographer um you know we need two people to stand at the two bridges so yep. people don't cross over like it's not rocket science yeah someone to walk along at the back and so yeah it's pretty um, pretty good stuff and you get your kicks out of volunteering like it's not not hard work no. to volunteer and you get um yeah, you get your good kicks out
1: of it in the end as well. Yeah, you just go, it's, an hour, it's pretty much an hour on a Saturday morning and what'll probably happen is, you know, people mightn't be, you know, feeling, you know, people who do it five weeks in a row and then they're like, oh, I'm a little bit off this week, you know, I just don't feel that good or I'm, you know, got a bit of a cold or whatever. I'll just go down and volunteer. I think I think it's going to happen, you know. I think the volunteers is, I think we just can't sit back and um, not do anything about it but I think most people are going to be pretty willing and we've already said this week's full for the launch and, there's probably two or three other people kind of going. Oh, I should have e- I should have mess- messaged you earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean. So we're actually saying no to people this week, but obviously we're on every Saturday. So, you know, you can just jump on the um, the Chuka Moama Park Run website if you just Google that and um, hit hit volunteers, and you can look at the future roster and send us an email and say, Hey, I'm available on X date, and I I can do this role, or I can just say I can do any role you want. You know, yep. that's yeah, it's not a problem.
0: I want to just make it really simple because hopefully people listen to this that haven't been before and they want a bit of an insight so what's the process i'm listening to this on thursday it starts this saturday what do i need to do
1: easy as go to the um the australia parkrun website which is basically parkrun.com.au there'll be a link on there where you register probably takes you 30 seconds to put in your details and uh register and then um you'll get an email probably about 10 minutes later and you print out, which will give you all the information about how it works. You print out your barcodes. I think there's half a dozen on a page. You print that out. You bring one of them with you on the day. You could literally get out of your car at five minutes to eight, have a quick warm up, jump on the start line, run your 5Ks. At the end, they give you a finisher's token along with your barcode token. You go over to a scanner and get it scanned. And if the run, like literally, if the run takes you 20 minutes, you could, the whole thing could take you 22 minutes. You can be back in your car. It's simple, easy. Yeah don't have to sign up on the day it's 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 so easy to do
0: no entry form no sign up cross the line get your barcode get your or get your yeah your number your tag and then match it up with your barcode and you're done
1: yeah and the beauty of it too is you only register once in your whole life so you can go to any park run in the world there's 240 in australia i think there's about 500 worldwide same barcode works everywhere you can get out of your car five minutes before any run in australia go for a run barcode Mm. gone or hang around and have a cup of coffee and whatever after, you know, the social side yeah. of it.
0: And one thing is, um, I remember when I started up, I just laminated my barcode and just just a card in my wallet now. Like, it's pretty simple like that. But you don't have to... I'll finish the race and the barcode be still in my wallet in my car and I'll jog a few Ks Then I'll go grab the barcode yeah. and do the old match-up. Like, I think some people feel they've got to run with this massive piece. And we saw it at the practice run. A yeah. couple, we should say that this week in the briefing. You don't have to run with Your a barcode. folded up piece of paper to be instantly no. scanning them together once it's... Um, yeah, the scanning's happened, we're all good. Yep. Last question, mate, what excites you the most about it?
1: Well, I think the community thing's the biggest thing. I really do. Getting people involved um, in it who maybe haven't done much of it before or watching those people um, progress from walk, like we talked about, walking to maybe running. And the other side of it, that more competitive side is you know potentially, and obviously as you as an elite athlete would love it when you, we might see someone who started a park run as a six or seven year old kid, you know what I mean? And then they're 12 or 13 and they're on the back page of the newspaper going, I'm going to the Australian titles for 800 metres or a K or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so there's, that's what excites me is just the broad range of um, people who do it and it brings the, and obviously they're bringing the community together, different, demographics within the community all coming together and just doing it together on a saturday morning it's yep. really simple
0: yeah i'm exactly the same like that it's kind of like our Jono's run training on a monday night you yep. know we've got people with disability there we've got people who are 60 plus there we've got kids who are seven there like it's a whole range of you're all on an even playing field because you've all just done 5k together like it yep. doesn't matter if you do it in 14 minutes or an yep. hour and 10 minutes like it's you've just done parkrun and Chukamoama together and that's probably a pretty special thing to to put people
1: together. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And obviously, a couple of other things you can do is you're allowed to um, bring a pram along. So, if you've got a young one, you know, just say mum's had a baby a few months ago, wants to start getting a bit of activity happening, you're welcome to push a pram, um, which has happened in the park run. There was a few guys actually running with the prams, and you're allowed to walk a dog on a short leash. So, you know, if you've got a dog, you can bring the dog along, and the mm. dog doesn't get a barcode, but yeah. you can barcode for him. Neither does like. the baby
0: in the pram. We talked about that last yeah. week, a couple of age grader. Yeah. Records be set pretty easy.
1: That's it. Um,
0: what about? Oh, I was just going to say because the course has got the line down in the middle as well. It's super safe for that. Yep. you know the dogs and the prams and stuff as well. You just stay. It's like driving a car. Stay in your lane and
1: stay stay in the left lane. And it's and pretty right. much white line right between the two bridges. So um, I think it's a really safe course. To be honest, it's really really good. And long as people don't go cutting corners um, on the course, it's pretty. Most of it's pretty straight. A bit of zigzag and sort of once you get about about a two k's into it, that little bit zigzags a bit, but. That, pretty just,
0: that just mixes it up though i reckon it's yeah um, that's good i reckon that white line's the whole way isn't it all the way, the whole way yeah. all the
1: way to the fi- yeah start to finish
0: so you can't miss it do you want to maybe give a quick plug to uh the sponsors
1: yeah yeah so our our commu- local community sponsor is um Nernda aboriginal corporation and the victorian aboriginal health services they've given us some funding and they're going to take a pretty um big presence this weekend with uh they're going to do a nice welcome to country down there and um going to have some of their community Doing some traditional dancing and um, a bit of smoke, bit of smoke going on down there, which is smoking going. Smoking
0: ceremony, That's yep. the one.
1: Smoking ceremony. You hit it right on the head. Um, so they've been fantastic, and then obviously the Compassby Shire have been awesome with their community grant um, and uh, letting us use that course. And you know, it's all signed off and ticked off. We've done everything above board, and it's um, just ready to go. And those those guys have been absolutely fantastic. Really, really good.
0: Kicks off at 7.30, entertainment with that stuff on Saturday?
1: Yep, so I'll get down there at 7.30. So soon after 7.30, um, Nernda will get their um, you know, welcome to country and the dancing and the smoke ceremony happening. Um, and then we're going to have um, an old athlete from Echuca, I wouldn't say older guy from the past, who um, was a super great athlete, Commonwealth Games guy, Malcolm Norwood. He's going to turn up and basically be our um, sort of ambassador or honorary guest for the day and um, open the park run for us. Um two two hour twelve marathon maybe be pretty competitive mm-hmm. today and he probably hasn't ran for about fifteen years, so he'll be there and then we'll get into the briefing and stuff, but basically run, run will tick off around about eight o'clock, maybe eight oh five this week, depends on how the all the entertainment goes. I'm gonna have a bit of food and a bit of coffee down there for people to purchase. Yeah. So it's gonna be spot on. I'd I'd expect I don't know, mate, um take a stab in the dark, I'd say there's gonna be three hundred plus 250
0: to 300 yeah. bus from bendigo i've heard
1: yeah i don't know whether Shepherd. that was just a rumor or not i spoke to lou this morning she's not sure but there's people coming from bendigo kahuna Shep.
0: Cause it's the, a bit of a cult isn't it like it's um yeah i hadn't realized this before like and i think the elite running and park running is kind of it's starting to merge but not yeah. not really like it's um two kind of s- separate worlds at the moment but um yeah. yeah there's people who just love it they love ticking off different park runs they love being at the launches of new ones yeah. is that
1: correct so yeah Pe- people chase the launches so there'll be you know some I heard a rumor that someone had been to a 100 launches yeah right. so 100 first time events people have chased the alphabet so this is the first um, e in Victoria the first e in Australia was emerald in Queensland last weekend so we're pretty much the first e in southern state so I think we'll get people from interstate possibly South Australia and New South Wales, and it wouldn't surprise me if we have someone fly in from somewhere. I don't, I don't know, they are addictive. We had a couple do the trial last week, heard we are doing a the trial. They ran Kahuna Park Run on the um, Saturday morning, come and did the trial. Two, a couple probably, I'll be conservative, and say they were well into their 60s. Yep. And um, the, gentleman, the gentleman had done 241 park runs in his life, and his wife had done 201, and they're travelling around. Chasing Park runs from week to week. Had I mean. the camper van. Had, had the camper van, mate, had the and they photo
0: frame. They get their photo and write the date yep. and the location. The so they heard wood. the
1: trial was on. They thought, geez, we'll slip the trial in and we'll go to a different Park Run next week." So yep. it is addictive, and um, there'll be a few people turning up.
0: Well, just on the Facebook page, like there's 599 likes on that yep. in the space of about three weeks. Like, yeah, it's um, yep. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big show.
1: Excellent. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. And thanks to you and um, yeah, M Flanagan.
0: Oh no, hats off to you, mate. Aunt, You've done Aunt um, Farrant. It's all good. Jacinda's uh, gonna help you out when you're overseas with some of the stuff yep. and um, yeah, it's a good well, I guess when you put five or six people together and you just do one yep. or two things each and you've kind of got that overarching role of telling us what to do it makes it pretty easy yep it's all i remember happen. when we first started thinking about i was like oh don't know if i've got the time and energy because it was probably one of those things too big for one person but yep. getting the right group of people together yeah makes it pretty easy
1: i think the week to week thing's going to be um yeah pretty easy and once you know once we get a dozen a couple of dozen under our belt oh, all I think the hard we'll work's be... done now yeah like it's yeah yep. just a
0: matter of and even last week when we did the trial like you send the people off and you're almost a bit bored so like, yeah there's 15 <laughs> or 15 or it
1: depends how long they're going to run it you know what i mean so between 15 and 18 minutes of just just waiting just sit to just sitting around talking about the launch you know which is next week and all this yeah. sort of stuff and all of a sudden next week's here and we're only um a day or two away so
0: there's going to be food trucks and stuff down there this weekend yeah, as well yeah, yeah this
1: weekend and then um each week after that we'll um we'll actually hit, head back to the american hotel um they're getting on board with a bit of help with some um, sponsorship and stuff so so basically what um park run d- does every week is they pick a cafe and um yeah we're going to head back to the american and um as soon as soon as the run's done you can go at 8 30 or 9 o'clock depends when you finish okay. and go back and grab a bite to eat and a coffee and Talk about your park run experience. Dean's a good
0: supporter there. That's um, good yep. to have him on board as well. Absolutely. Beautiful. Sandy, looking forward to it on um, Saturday morning. Can't no, wait.
1: No worries. Brady, we'll see you there.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there when I... Um, I don't know when I'll run it. It's going to be... You'll be the same. You can run this first week, then you go overseas, but yep. I don't know. I might just um, not run. I've run that many times up and down that path. It'd be weird actually doing it as a as a hard run. as a, um,
1: I don't know whether you've seen the roster yet, but we've got you on for about the next six months, <laughs> mate. We got, we're trying to keep you off the course, so... Um, we can going to have a few, rec- <laughs> few people set the record because once you do it, mate, you might... Yeah, well, uh,
0: Archie's rocking up. I spoke to him again yesterday and he reckons he's going to be there, so... Yeah, if people might- are
1: going to come along this weekend and think, you know, 18 minutes might get him across the line first, I reckon they might want to think again if Archie's around, he probably, you know, if he'll be, he'll be un- around 17 and possibly under, depends where he is with yeah. his training and what he's got coming up, but he'll be in that... Yeah. He'll be, he'll be slickered. Hey, but there could be a ghosty from somewhere else as well. People do chase these things and get course records.
0: Charlie Verderock's up as well. Yeah. It could be a pretty handy course record for male and female. My on word. Good one. Yeah. All right, Sandy Thanks for that chat. No worries. See everyone this uh, Saturday morning, 7 30 for an 8 o'clock start.
2: Is learn how to you. Baby, I'm fire, won't go out. started out as a show, and the hardest thing
0: that I've got to do. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to hear your voice. What's been happening?
3: Yeah, yeah you too. I've been uh, used to listening to it uh, every week on the podcast, but yeah, nice to talk to you again.
0: Yeah, it is good. Are you okay for this? I thought, I was thinking about it last night. I'm just like yeah, this would make some really good um, conversational content. And then I was like, who can I talk to about this? And I was like, you're the master of all things running. So um, yeah, you come to mind pretty quick.
3: Oh, I don't know about that. But yeah, happy to have a chat about it. I've been a little bit interested having a look at a few articles here and there and sort of, yeah, interested, you know, it's a project, isn't it? You know, it's a it's a bit different. It's not It's not a race. It's it's something we haven't seen in um, running too much before. Certainly seen in cycling. So, yeah, I definitely think there's something to it.
0: Mm. Do you think it's good or bad for the sport to start up?
3: Oh, I, I, I think if we keep it separate, I think it's okay. Yeah. If we, if we look at it as, you know, something, as long as we don't be putting this down as a marathon record, you know, um, it's more of a lab test, I think.
0: Yeah. So for people who aren't up to date, we're pretty much talking about the – the sub two hour night project to, um, they got the three guys, Aliad Kipchoge, Tedisa, and then, Tedesi actually, and then Elisa Deceisa, um, all going, trying to run under two hours. Kipchogi's the only one that's got a chance though, isn't
3: he? Oh, definitely. I mean, um, is it Tedisa, the half marathon? Yeah. Oh God, the, yeah, he's. I think his personal best is still 210 or something like that. I don't think he's – and he hasn't done a a full marathon since 2012, so he must just be there to be helping with the pacing, although they do have uh, quite a number of paces that apparently are going to drop in and out of the event as well, which is another very odd thing as well. Sorry?
0: Did you see who's on the name list? No, no, I
3: haven't. Have you seen it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, There was a photo leaked of it yesterday on Twitter um collis is there what bernard Bernard legat um yeah there's some um like uh the bloke who won zatter a couple of years ago um american guy can't remember his name he liked me twice i should know it Um, (laughs) yeah he's there as well so it's um it's yeah it's loaded they've pulled every big big gun nike athlete um out of the woodwork to help out
3: yeah, I've just seen a little list here: Bernard Lagat, Stephen Sambu, Sanja Langa, Chris Derrick, East African runners. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. So they'll be able to keep the pace, no worries.
3: Yeah, no problems at all. Yeah, People I like mean, to think, yeah. But I mean, yeah. It's it's not a. I think what we've got to look at it is it's not a race. It's a it's a, it's like a lab experiment being conducted outdoors. You know, it's like when. When Bradley Wiggins went to do the, you know, the hour records, you know, there was a lot of hype around that, and you know, they they studied everything, you know, about the, you know, in wind tunnels and what what shoes to wear and what helmet to wear, pacing strategy, all that kind of stuff. So I think you just got to look at it like that. You know, it's not going to, it can't be put down as a as a world record. It can be the the fastest, you know, forty two point. 195 kilometre run every run, ever run, but I don't think you can put it down as a, a marathon world record. Yeah,
0: and they're saying that, like they're saying it's not a, um accredited world record or anything like that. That's not what they're trying to do. But mm. do you think the whole marketing around, like, is the general punters going to know that?
3: No, probably not. No, I mean, when you delve even a little bit further behind what we know about running, you know, the, the general public don't know a lot about it, so they'll see – people trying to run a sub two marathon and that's all they'll know Mm. uh you know i mean was it i don't know was it was it ken green who said was he saying that you know he thinks that it's gone from being a race anymore you know Mm, they have just become they have just become pacing you know pacing not even races anymore are they i mean uh, you said a lot of the american ones are trying to get rid of the the paces and just have races which is what we want to see.
0: Yeah, Boston and Chicago have both yeah. got rid of the um, – and I think New York doesn't have paces either. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, so this is um, next level though, isn't it?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, what do you know about the shoes?
3: Oh, I'm excited about this. We've got some coming to the running edge in June, which is pretty exciting. Um, just the, the 4%, not the not the elites, of course, because they're, they're not uh, going to be for retail sale. But, yeah, really interesting. I had a look at them. They're uh, quite a different design. The, the sole of them, have got a really flared um, base at the forefoot and it tapers right back. And even at the back of the heel counter, which is pretty much non-existent, like it's quite soft if you, the heel counter at the back of the shoe that, you know, holds your ankle in place, that's really soft and it's angled out into like a like a triangle or a diamond shape at the back. So that's mm-hmm. apparently to help with um, with, uh, with the wind, you know, the wind coming off the back of them to make them more aerodynamic.
0: Yeah, I um, watched a Let's Run video with uh, Kipchoge, and I think he was doing 2K, 1K times 5, and um, even in his recovery, they were walking, and he was kind of walking weirdly, like it was pretty much, he looked good when he was running, but it was almost weird watching him try to walk in them, because they're just designed to run super fast in
3: yeah, I, yeah, it's all angled. I mean, they're still on a on a. I think it's like still like a ten mil drop, but they're quite built up at the back. It's like it's like close to thirty mils at the back, to to about twenty something at the front. So there's there's still a fairly standard ten mil gradient between heel and toe, like the offset, but it's a lot more underfoot. And I think it's probably while he was he was probably walking a bit funny because of the energy return. I I reckon that's in them. That they'd be so soft and bouncy. Because there's something the testing on them is something like a 75% um, energy return um, out of that midsole, which is compared to, I think, the testing on Boost, the best they got out of Boost, which is probably the industry leader that Adidas shoes is about 60%, oh, 50 to 60%.
0: Yeah. And they, they kind of said that that was a 3% benefit, didn't they, when they released that?
3: Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, 3% benefit. I mean, they're putting that with the uh, – what are you talking about? Their their nutrition strategy, mm. and then and then the pacing, and then the course, and the temperature, and the humidity, or the the way the air is traveling. All of that, I think, it, they're adding it up to about two point eight percent is what they need to get the world record or to get it under sub two. But yeah, who knows? Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of math involved there.
0: So, do you reckon those shoes are performance enhancing?
3: Uh, well, look, it sounds like it.
0: It's a grey area though, isn't it? Like that AF rule, it just pretty much says the shoes cannot be in, performance enhancing, but, um, but all are, aren't they? I'm going they to say, all what are does that mean? Points.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, does that mean you're not allowed to wear racing flats because they're you know they're six and a half ounces because they're super light?
0: Yeah. They're
3: compared to your training your shoe, yeah. they're going to enhance your performance. Absolutely. I mean, it's still you've got to you've still got to tick them over. Mm. you know <laughs> 90 to 100 times a minute and do that for two hours so if you can do that then i i don't think a, there's no propulsion in there like they're talking about having like ken green was saying there springs or whatever in them i don't think there's springs in them it's just it's just a better a better midsole like a, a you know they put a bit more um education into that that midsole, and they're finding better materials that are more responsive now. And so, yeah, I don't, I, I can't see how they're illegal.
0: Yeah, no, I think they're, and well I think most of the people have already been racing in those other ones anyway. Like pretty yeah, similar been, technology.
3: Yeah, in the elites, some of them have been wearing um, the same midsole just with slightly different uppers. Sometimes, I, I think um, Galen Rupp at Boston it was Galen, wasn't it? Yeah, at Boston. Yep. Yeah, I've he seen. wore a version of them, but with uh, a different upper. Um, and then you had, who was it at London complained about them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's a good option. Is it like when ah. Nike are trying to, trying to launch his brand new, um, industry leading shoe and he says, and no good, they gave me blisters.
0: Yeah. But you ran two oh in them six months ago. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. So you, Same know, part, you had a bad
0: day. for the American trials. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it was all announced like two or three months after they actually started racing in them. Because I remember Kara Goucher asked, was asked for a comment on it, and she was kind of like, she didn't say she was upset, but she thought if these shoes are performance enhancing, and mm. I've missed the team from coming fourth, and there's two girls in front of me that have made the team, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting concept.
3: Yeah, it is, but yeah, I, I still think, I, I, I still think it's okay. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see.
0: So you spoke about the um, all, bringing all those kind of qualities together with the shoes, the course, the paces, the timing mm-hmm. cars. Um, well, it's 2.5K, isn't it? Loops. Are they running? 2.4. Po-
3: two so two they do about 17 and, uh, 17 and a half, I think.
0: Yeah. So they're not going to run one metre further than they have to, are they? It's going to be spot on. Mm.
3: Oh, it'll be, it'll be absolutely spot on. They'll be able to – apparently the track is very flat, as in uh, there's very little camber on it, so they'll be able to run on the flattest part of it. You know, most of the roads we run on have some sort of a camber off to the left or the right, and, you know, you can't always take the racing line in a race. And so that's how they measure marathon courses, of course, the straight line or the, the, the quickest route around the course, and we can't always manage that, so we always run over. But, yeah, that will be – They'll be sticking very, very close to the centre of that road, of where it's measured, and it'll be a yeah. They're saying an ideal surface to run on.
0: Mm. Do you reckon there'll be a bit of confusion with those paces jumping in and out?
3: <laughs> you think it would like, be? Wouldn't you, it?
0: Like, you know what? It's especially like, if they people, get there, <laughs> and especially when they're top over, top yeah. dogs. Yeah.
3: Someone, yeah, exactly right. Um, tweeted, gonna, yeah.
0: yeah, sorry, you go.
3: No, you go, mate, you're on. Someone
0: right. tweeted the other day, like, a photo that was leaked, and it said, pace school. And there's no joke, <laughs> there's probably about 30 amazing runners sitting in this room, yeah. like, watching a PowerPoint about how to pace properly.
3: Well, they're probably not used to it. They probably don't do a lot of it, do they? Because no. they, they just go out and run really fast
0: and, yeah. um,
3: and just get it done. So, yeah.
0: I'm interested yeah. to see that side of things, like, um, yeah, really good, good quality guys jumping in and just doing their role. I think that adds another kind of story to it all.
3: Oh, I think it makes it a it makes it you know a, a great uh, a great viewing opportunity. I think,
0: mm-hmm. you
3: know, because there's going to be something happening the whole time, um, you know, whereas marathons can get a, you know, a little tedious at, at some stage. Um, so I think having somebody jumping in and out and the speeds they're going to be running is just going to be yeah you know, pretty awesome TV. I would think.
0: Oh, even um, I don't know. Someone tweeted it today, but I read that. They've, the 10k times they want to hit has only mm-hmm. ever been hit once in a marathon and it was that year in Boston when they yep. had the massive tailwind. Like it's, yep. what they're trying to do has never been, um, yeah, nowhere near. And I think there was something like 15 times they've hit the 5k split ever in marathons. Like it's it's a whole different pace. Like we're talking about these guys want to run a K quicker than what they've run before.
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it's mental. And all the all the reports on it, Anybody who's studied the um, the pacing and everything have said it's just it's pretty much impossible, you know, because nearly all the the world records that have been run in the marathon have been negative split, like, mm-hmm. um, and these guys to go out at a pace and then be able to negative split it is, you know, they're going to be having to run sixty seventeen or something and then negative split off that to get anywhere near it, and they just don't think anybody's capable of doing it yet.
0: Mm. Um, scientists have said in the past though that they reckon someone you know, human bodies can run a I think it's a one fifty seven forty or something like that. There's been some scientists that's come out and said the human body's capable of running a under two hours. But um yeah, I don't know. I just keep you like he's he's never probably been pushed that late in the race as well. Like <clears throat> I know he's ran two oh three low, but you know, imagine if he had paces with him at London, jumping in with 5K to go last year when he ran that 203 and the shoe problems. That's another good Nike story from Berlin. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like he's been SOT in the Olympics. Like he wasn't really pushed once he put in that surge there. Like, so maybe his ceiling, it's not, I don't think his ceiling is where he's at at the moment with the marathon. I reckon he's got more up his sleeve, but how much this will definitely bring it out.
3: Yeah, and I mean, we know how, you know how, important, like not, not so much pacing, but at least having someone with you. I mean, I reckon you've probably gone back to most of your, you know, best 10Ks and things like that have been when you've been in a group or you're swapping turns with somebody else and just mentally having somebody else either taking the win for you for a little bit or just pushing you along makes a, a massive difference to us. So you, you would think he'd be in the same sort of boat that having somebody there to, to keep him motivated and, and keep pushing him would certainly might be able to get that extra 1% out of, out of himself as well.
0: Do you think that knowing he's not in direct competition with him is going to hurt like not going to get the same benefits though?
3: Yeah, when it's not, you know. I mean, uh, there's you got to look at his motivation, I guess. Um, is there a, there'd be a fair bit of money at the end of this I would think, so maybe, you know, he he looks at the cash that he's going to get rather than
2: yeah,
3: rather the actual the win. I mean, the first how important is it for him? I mean, he didn't create this, did he? You know, Nike created this, the, the breaking two thing. You know, how important is it to him to break two hours? You know, is that a goal of his or is it—is it just to have the world record or to be the fastest guy going around? Like, you know, this has been done on the anniversary of when Bannister broke the four-minute mile, but you you would think so much of that motivation came from within. Mm. You know, there wasn't other people telling roger banister to you know go and run four sub four minute mile you know he he that probably came from within so he probably had that hunger and drive to to achieve that goal so
0: yeah i um listened to a marathon talk podcast and they interviewed Ed am- caesar who's there's only two journos that they're letting in and they're actually doing it as well um, same shoes same weather trying to break their own pbs and he said that elliott's just you know primed he wants to do this he wants to go under two hours it's a massive thing for him and he's he's given up a spring marathon as well like a yeah could have went to london pretty big payday or boston or wherever um and you'd think one pretty comfortably so um yeah to be that first man under two hours would be a pretty significant achievement in itself
3: oh yeah totally yeah i guess if you look at it like that absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and the hype like I've got ladies at work talk to me about it. Like it's kind of grabbing, I think it's good for running in that sense that it's getting running in the news and the general public are talking about it um, more than they're going to talk about a London marathon that you have to get up at, oh, not London, but a Boston that you're getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning to watch and no one really knows is happening if they're not in the running world. Yep. It's um Yeah, it's good. So what are your thoughts, mate? Are they going to do it or not?
3: Are they going to do it? Yeah. No. Nah. Not going to happen? No, nah, I wouldn't think so. What are they going to run? I um, oh, look I reckon, I reckon it'll be a world record for the distance. I reckon he may he may sneak under 202 if things go well if the I mean they're probably not going to run it if the weather's not going to be right, but I think they've nailed it that it's going to be either what Saturday or Sunday um european time is that right yep. they actually nailed down the time yet because it was going to be either the sixth or the seventh so
0: no, i think they're waiting even on nike's website you can kind of sign yep. up for notifications to get get the alert that when it's going to happen um, yes yeah, so
3: i i reckon I, I i just don't know if it's i don't know if it's yeah possible and they say a human you know could physiologically run under two hours but you've got to put you know mentally can they run under two hours as well Mm. You know, that's an incredible pace to knock out for, for, for 42Ks. Like, it's phenomenal.
0: If they don't do it, because it's, it's yeah. a massive, because I've got a half a feeling that they will, because I reckon yeah. the guys at Nike are bloody smart people and they wouldn't do all this organising and all this PR to fail, in a way, unless yep. they're happy to still break the world record and then they're going to go down that Oh, you know we missed it but we still broke the world record by a minute and a half he did it in the Nike shoes maybe that's a bit of their backup but I don't yeah they're smart people and I reckon they'd they'd know their odds pretty well and wouldn't want it to backfire on themselves but I think they've got that insurance of okay if we miss it we're still gonna break the world record so we'll play that card that we did it in these conditions
3: yeah absolutely
0: but um yeah it's gonna be um interesting watching I reckon
3: no, oh, it'll be great. So Nike, I think, are having a, a live feed off their site, I think, and maybe is Runners World or somebody else is doing something as well, I think.
0: Yeah, you'll be able to pick it up easy, I think, because um, Alex Hutchinson, the other journo, um, oh, yeah from Runners World. So there's going to be, yeah, check Twitter, Facebook. It'll be all over the social media this weekend.
3: And I saw that um, they're doing a, uh, something with Airbnb. Did you see that? that? No, I didn't. I think 10 people or 10 couples... Can win the opportunity to stay near the track and be let in to watch it, because otherwise it's a closed, like it's a it's a closed um, circuit. They're not letting anybody else in to see it. But they've they put this competition. I don't know why with Airbnb. Maybe you know Nike and Airbnb have something going on. Um, mm. But yeah, 10, 10 couples or ten people are able to to stay in an Airbnb property near near uh, the circuit and uh, be let in to to watch it unfold
0: yeah that's another thing that's a massive shame as well they're not going to have a massive crowd atmosphere it's not going to be you know inside an empty formula one or whatever kind of um track it is it's not going to be pumped with screaming supporters like you do the big marathons
3: how big an effect do you think it has on those guys
0: uh i don't know I know, you know, for a bloke who's 21 minutes down the road, it has a massive effect. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've only ran yep. London and, uh, not London, I've ran Berlin and Melbourne, but... Yeah. Yeah, Berlin, the, the fact <laughs> that it had a Berlin 20 minutes slower was uh, massive. But um, So, I don't know, it's got to... Well, I guess you've got to think of Kipchoge. Every race he's probably done for the last 10 years has been spectators yelling at him, and now it's all of a sudden just some scientists and some Nike. And, and a couple of Airbnb guests.
3: Yeah, you wonder if their arousal levels will be as high.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so much science. One other thing I... Um, this is just my hot tip. I haven't read this anywhere. But just knowing that the psychological impact, if the timing on the car is... Somehow slowed a bit, so they feel like they're going slower than they actually are. <laughs> up the tempo now. There's there's studies that show this. Like your mental, when you think you're going slower, you kick it up. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just lose a few seconds on that clock just to make them think like they're missing it to make them super dig deep late and have a crack.
3: Yeah, interesting. That's All right, it. let's put it down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say so we can come back to this. I'm gonna say two, oh one. Fifty-seven.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a big risk. This is gonna come back to, to come back and bite me, maybe. But I'm gonna okay. say he's gonna run one fifty-nine uh, fifty-four. But yep. the clock's gonna say one fifty-nine fifty-nine. But he's really got six seconds or five seconds.
3: Yeah. Or <laughs> that reminds me of when I was um, I trained a, a dude to uh, run his first not his first ten k, but he wanted to run under forty minutes yeah for the first time and i actually went and did him uh, ran with him and he uh he thought i told him we were over i told him in that last k or something we, we were going to miss it i said we're gonna we're gonna choose we're gonna have to go and like we got to the finish and it was 30 seconds under but jizzy ran that last k really quick yeah
0: yeah, yeah. it's did stuff with tim noakes like that central governor theory like yeah have you read up much about that
3: yeah, i read, read a bit of Tim Noakes' stuff, yeah.
0: yeah. like he pretty much says that your body gives you the petrol light and starts telling you, you know, don't push on there because yeah. you're going to put yourself in harm, but you've really got this 10% reserve there that you can only access if you push yourself beyond that. So it's, um, you know, it's the stuff they talk about when mothers lift cars off their babies in car accidents and stuff like that. Like it's, you got the strength there if you want to access it, but most of the time your brain kicks in to protect yourself.
3: Yeah, I think we've been there before. You know, those PB days is when you're always able to find just that little bit more, aren't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're, mm-hmm. when you're right on that limit there and find something. But um, I reckon this is that next level, like it's life and death kind of stuff and that adrenaline and, yeah, I don't know. don't know if they're going to, yeah, chuck a, chuck a car flying behind them to make them run a bit faster <laughs> or something like that. But it could be very interesting, mate. Thanks for your time.
3: Hey, no worries. Just so people out there know, the time you've predicted, that's – uh two minutes 50 per kilometer mm. wow
0: that's pretty quick i did a 1k rep at the end of a set the other week and did a 254 and thought i was going to ride. Oh, <laughs> makes but you want yeah. to quit
3: running when you think about that isn't it
0: oh yeah 833k is just keep banging those out all day that's insane it's um yeah you watch this space Absolutely. Thanks for your time, mate. I have said I, in your in the intro intro of this show that you're coming up in the next couple of weeks, so I won't ask ah, you any, good. any personal questions now. It's ah, ah, the listeners will get that shortly.
3: Ah, very good. Great Beautiful, to talk to you, Andy. Buddy.
0: Thanks for your time, mate.
3: Talk soon. See ya. See ya
2: bye. <laughs> And the hardest thing that I've got to do Is learn how to unlearn Love.